Good afternoon, I'm Warren. Hello, I'm Adam, and we are from the Sanguine Writing House, which is the UK's leading provider of online and in-person strategy games. And this is our podcast, Minefield. So today, we're going to be talking around uh, our experiences of social isolation. Um, Since the pandemic hit, I think social isolation has really come to the forefront because people just can't go anywhere. So me and Adam both worked in different backgrounds at that point in time. So do you want to kick off, Adam? What was your kind of experience of the you know, the lockdowns and and being at home all the time? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was, it was a tough time for everybody, you know, and it was a really strange kind of period of, of being kind of alive for everybody but in terms of work and and the role that I was in it was really weird because um everything kind of shut down we you know we we told everybody to go home um I, I spent a couple of days kind of running around delivering kind of things like laptops and chairs and tables and desks and then I think at some point you know I can't it kind of clicked that this was this was happening you know um for me i had 30 members of staff that i was responsible for wow so it was very much making sure that they were okay and you know checking in with them but kind of looking back and and reflecting on it i don't think i made sure that i was okay and that anybody was was checking in on me you know i was making sure that other people were talking to each other but there wasn't kind of yeah and I, I really really struggle with that social isolation kind of thing i mean there always has been social isolation hasn't there that what about your team though obviously if you're having did they not checking with you or was it just a case of i'm all right jack kind of you know yeah yeah they did but i think people were so um concentrating on their own stuff you know, I think everybody was dealing with stuff in their own way. You know, I really, really struggled from working from home. That that switch of adapting to being in an office and, and you know, having people face-to-face to, you know... I mean, I struggle being on, on screen, you know, which <laughs> is a bit strange to say that we're doing this, Warren. But, you know, I, yeah, I do. And, you know, I, I prefer to be kind of face-to-face and... At that time, um, kind of March, April 2020, um, yeah, I was working from home. I was kind of, I felt quite trapped. I I felt quite cut off from everybody. Mm. Um, And then at the same time, um, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. So I was going through that. And Ruben, who's, who's, Uh, eight now he was going through an autism diagnosis so it was just everything you know and I mean for you I think I mean Juno was born 10th of April just after yeah yeah I wasn't even allowed into the hospital until my partner was taken down to the delivery room um 
it was, it was so bizarre that I couldn't be there for for certain parts of. Obviously, this is my first child, so I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I missed out on on things, but it's a weird one because I didn't know about these things, so I didn't miss them if that makes sense because I was completely unaware. Um, but I know my my partner really really struggled with it because again her first child she needed people around her people support from people you need family uh, don't you you, you need that family. Was it. yeah I, I can remember when my daughter was born i picked them up from the hospital the next day and it was so sad that we drove to my partner's mum's house phoned her said we're outside and all she could do was come to the car and look through the window i think it was a good for five months before she could actually hold her granddaughter. Um, and again, even with healthcare visitors, you, you know, everything was then just done over the phone or video calls. So I think my, my partner really, really struggled with that. It was it was a strange time for me because I, I was working for another company at the time uh, and I worked right through. We were out delivering to care homes and, and schools but that changed as well because normally I'd, if I was delivering, I'd go in, I would chat with the people in the kitchen and sometimes I would brew. But then I'm knocking on the door and like leaving yeah. all the stuff outside and waving to them from the van. So although I was out and about and I saw work colleagues, I couldn't keep up the relationships I had with the people I had relationships with. And then I was coming home and my partner's just yeah completely on her own and both of us have no clue about you know what to do yeah. with a child i mean yeah i mean you know i remember messaging in that time and you know it's 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 really sad and i think i think the pandemic kind of really brought it to the forefront of people's minds because you know like in different circumstances like for you that was a different circumstance that was that was your partner at home you know physically mentally emotionally cut off from all support networks then you had people at work that were kind of cut off from the routines and the structures you had people that probably had existing mental health issues and were cut off from services and yeah yeah and what we're probably seeing now is you know the fallout of an exponential mental health crisis that you know is going to is not is going to get worse. It wasn't just the pandemic, and it wasn't just the change to everything. I think you know it's a knock-on effect of it all now, especially you know for like yourself, parents who had children within lockdown. And you, you've got that weirdness as well, where it's kind of gone the other way now as well, where people are kind of afraid to go back to work and, you know, they want to be at home because they've, they've kind of got used to this little bubble that we, yeah. we sit in. And, you know, that that's now become a little safety net for everybody. And I think it's one thing I think weirdly did come out of it that was I found odd. I've lived on my street for eight years. And I think pre-pandemic, I'd spoke to maybe two of my neighbours. Yeah. But because there was the Thursday night 
clapping, everybody coming out, it was just like you started talking over the walls and, you know, people would be here and there and that. So I probably now speak to more of my neighbours than I ever have done. You know, I certainly know the names. I know what cars they drive. I know what they do for work. And it, it, so that was, I suppose, one little glimmer of, of hope that came out of it. Uh, so I just had a comment there. Somebody living alone. I couldn't see anyone at all except from through a shut window. I was horribly isolating. Very no, yeah. Again, yeah. People normally wanting hugs. You know, it, it's just all of a sudden, no physical kind of of attachment yeah. to anybody. So, in terms of obviously, that's what was happening. What did you did? Was there anything that you did, or how did you change? To, to make that that situation a bit more kind of like livable? It was difficult. It was really difficult. And I, I kind of think looking back, um, I perhaps should have asked to be furloughed, maybe took some time off because I really struggled. You know, I was, I was kind of, I think some people, and I'm talking about myself, feel like they've got to kind of hold it all together for everybody else. The anchor. Um, and, you know, I'm, I didn't want to kind of let my team down. I didn't want to let my family down. And it, I think it's really difficult. And it, it's not just men. I think it's it's everybody. You know, we, we all feel a sense of responsibility. And if if our structure and our routine is, is kind of swept away from us, that's where we start feeling that panic and that anxiety of, how am I going to do this? Um, you know, what I, what I normally do isn't there. So, so what can I do? You know, and and yeah, we, we there are coping strategies out. You know that we can use these things that I should have done. I should have tried. You know, probably you know you look back and you think, you know, could we have done things differently? I mean, it was you were completely isolated. You know, having a, a brand new baby that was that was complete isolation. As, as new parents but you know you probably look back now and think oh I could have maybe supported my partner better or should he have done this and I think there'll, there'll always be an element of guilt for people about what they could have done and what they should have done yeah we'll, we'll just definitely yeah it's it was so difficult because again I was the one going out and doing the shopping mm. so even the strangeness of walking around uh, you know, supermarket, staying away from everybody, uh, just getting the limited bits that we could get. It was I was still outside, and I think I think all she could do was take the baby out in the pram for half an hour to an hour. But again, yeah. it was she had to be on her own. You know, couldn't meet up with anybody. I think she just missed out on that, like the advice you'd normally get from the people around you. I think what she really wanted was for people like her mom or friends or other mothers to say, "You're all right. Yeah, what you're doing is right. You know, you're you healthy. She's she's good. You know." But then, as we come full circle and around out of that, I say I was out every day. I've now got a position where I'm working from home, uh, and I think 
I'm now coming into where you were almost, where I've got to kind of go, right, well, I've got, I've made myself safe. I think at one point I was leaving the house maybe twice a week, but now it's a kind of case of I need to um, force myself in the morning, go for a walk, get out there, get into the park, yeah. see people playing, say hello to people as, as we're going out. And I think one thing that we do now is make a real conscious effort to do something at weekends to to actually have a life. And I said, yeah, as somebody just said, then the lack of ability to bond face-to-face when you have a baby, it, it is incredibly difficult. It, yeah. it really is. In a weird way, I think it made our bonding with our baby a lot stronger because we, the, she knew nothing apart from mum and dad for yeah. four or five months but it did make it a lot more difficult for grandparents, uncles, aunties, and, you know, friends of the family. Um, that support. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because, you know, before, I mean, we're talking about social isolation, but kind of, I think for people that have struggled with mental health, I mean, I've, I've, always struggle with mental health at various times you know i don't know if you've heard the phrase the black dog you know the the kind of black dog of depression yeah they say that it comes back and it goes at different times and and people who struggle with anxiety and depression will will recognize that and i think you know it's important to realize that everybody struggles with mental health everybody has periods of anxiety where they feel you know that everything's overwhelming but when you get in a situation where you're socially isolated, it just makes it 10 times worse because, you know, I, for me, I, I kind of go about worst case scenario, this is going to happen. Or, you know, like at the start of the pandemic, I was like, I'm not going to manage, I'm going to lose my job. And it's those thoughts that kind of germinate and start, you know, going around. And for us now i think it's really important you know we we work from home um our bosses work from home but the fact that we every morning at nine o'clock meet with each other on zoom is is, is massively important you know for, for it is and yeah, yeah. You, just, you see somebody else's face you know there's always that nice little jolly how you doing um everybody all right just check in with each other and it's it's different from being in an office. Yeah. But I think you tend to make a bit more of an effort um, just because you've only got this limited amount of time at the start of your day to, to speak to somebody. You kind of, you make that effort to, to make sure that people are okay and, you know, that things are going well. So I think there's, you know, everybody's going to do different things, aren't they? You know, go out for walks and try and make sure that you, you get in there um and we just we just need people to to um to talk to each other and, and that's one of the hardest things when you when you've been sat at home in your bubble like say all your conversations have been with yourself in your yeah. own head you kind of you get used to that you kind of go right, well i know i'm always social awkward so it's like how do i start a conversation with somebody you know yeah so is that what have you been doing Nothing. So I don't, <laughs> you know, it's... And the thing, it, thing with us, you know, is that we're both socially awkward. 
<laughs> that's probably there is that yeah probably why you know I mean we we got on really really well but we it's it's quite a strange one because we're both kind of socially awkward and we're quite um withdrawn sometimes um but I think yeah, that's yeah. Where, because we do need each other to kind of go are you okay because you don't seem okay and pull the other one out and I think if you've got somebody who can do that that's that's a lifeline you know even if you don't want to talk, even if you don't feel like you can talk, because there's been times where I've been so kind of stressed and anxious, I physically cannot talk. You know, it's it, it, it's almost debilitating. So when you've got somebody who goes, I can tell you're not okay. Mm. If you want to talk, I'm here. But I'm just letting you know that I'm here and, and that's what you need. Um, and that's what well, works yeah, yeah. As one of our viewers, there you go. Self awareness is a huge step forward to dealing with our own mental health, and I think that's that's what it is. Self awareness, um, and quite often people aren't aware. It, they need somebody around them to point it out to them, which is difficult to do. But I think you know we 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 need that, and I think the more we get people talking, the more aware people are going to be about how they are and how they're feeling and i'm hoping that by people maybe listening to us that you know we we share some of our experiences they can hopefully relate to that and realize actually yeah it's not just me it's it's everybody out there yeah and and hopefully you know we can get people coming on and speaking to us um because we, we would I say like this to be an open forum. We want people to come in. We want people to get involved. And if you've got experiences of anything that we're talking about, anything you want to share, you know, get in touch with us. We invite you on. Be part of this with us. Um, Because again, the more we can get people talking, the more we can get people listening. You know, the the better off we're all going to be. Because I think half of it is just saying things out loud sometimes. And and then hopefully people recognise that, and it, it just it's just one step to making life a little bit easier. Yeah, if you can relate to anything you know we're talking about, then that's great. You know, and and if it helps you, even better. You know, we we were saying before that we not we're not experts, uh, and we're not here yeah. to kind of tell you how to do things, but. You know, there's an old saying, isn't there? A problem, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I think by talking That's things one. through, um, it helps. You know, just yeah, just just getting it out there, and um, it's it's really important. Um, and, and knowing that you're not on your own. Yeah. So uh, I think obviously we've shared our experiences, and I hope in some way it's helped or or given you a little bit of hope that you know you're not the only person feeling the way you're feeling or dealing with what you're dealing with we're we're all in this together um so i said i we just want to thank you all for for watching um actually we will post this on our social media links for facebook linkedin youtube instagram yeah. um if you're watching this later and you've got anything that's uh that you want to say to us Put it in the comments and we can bring it up next time. And I say, if you want to get involved, drop us a line, put it in the comments. We'll get in touch with you. And come on, come and, come and speak to me and Adam. 
you know, we're hopefully not too scary. Um, and it really would be good to talk to you. Yeah. So again, I, I just like you to I'd like to thank you for taking your taking the time to listen to us, to watch us. Uh, we're going to be back next Tuesday at 12.30 again, the same time. And I think we're going to be talking about self-care, is it, Adam? Yeah, self-care and, you know, leading on from this week, really, about how we look after ourselves and we look after each other. Uh, but, yeah, some maybe some strategies that we can use um, and, and to think about what self-care is. Yeah. So, as I say, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we will see you, hopefully, next Tuesday at 12.30. Thanks, okay. guys. Thank you for Bye. that. Love it. Bye.